0: Today's episode is brought to you by AOS Kitchens, the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Meet and Greet Barbecue podcast. Please do. Follow us, um, subscribe to the podcast feed, and also give us a like and a review. It really helps people find the show. Uh, Today we're speaking to Pitmaster Pedro, also known as Pete, all about his ambassador role with Lumberjacks and also Traeger and some of the other bits and pieces he does. But without much further ado, here's Pete. Hello, Pitmaster Pedro. So for anyone who doesn't know who you are, please do introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, well, uh, yeah, I'm Pete.
2: Uh, I'm just your average guy, really. Uh, I love cooking outdoors. Uh, I'm a bit of a a bit of a tech geek with the with the different bits of kit and stuff. I like trying different methods of cooking, um, uh, different cuisines. You know, there's no no set pattern to what I cook. Uh, You know, I like doing low and slow Texan style, Asian flavours. You know, beef, seafood, poultry. Pork—it's—it's it's just everything about barbecue that I just love.
0: And, and obviously you mentioned you love cooking. So, is it what is it about barbecue specifically that that's kind of ignited your passion or, or continued that passion into to, to where you are now?
2: Um, I don't know, really. I've always been a foodie, um, you know, for, for 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 as long as I can remember. Living with my mum when I was a kid, you know, she did lots of varied different types of things. Um, you know, and then like moving out, bought my first house. Um just walking around a DIY store and picked up picked up a barbecue, you know, and it just all grew from there. From living in the first house, being your average Joe sausage burner. Um, <laughs> you know, then I sort of flip-flopped between a couple of different things. I had a couple of gas grills. And then when I moved here, bought another Weber kettle um and that's where it all grew from really I've just just I've always had a barbecue
0: you mentioned there you picked one up um early doors what 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 did you go for we've heard a lot of different contrasting types of barbecues some have gone straight for offsets some started off with gas some started off with a 30 quid kettle that rusted after a week where did you start
2: um, so, it was an outback grill. Um, it was just a direct grilling surface, maybe two foot square, two cast iron um, powder coated grills, stove enamel yeah. grills, that sort of thing, um, just with a charcoal basket underneath, and that was it. Um, so, we were, it was perfect for steaks and stuff like that. I burned loads of food on that grill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, class, the classic mistake of just, like, filling the charcoal basket and lighting everything at once, and just, yeah, I, I ruined loads of food with that. So, uh, yeah, but it it all sort of started there, really.
0: And when you... Uh, I mean, when you go on <laughs> sorry, I was going to say, when you first started, did you uh, do the kind of classic spray it all down with lighter fluid to get the the kind of things going oh yeah
2: yeah and I bought those horrible bags and all of that Uh, I made I made all those mistakes early on and uh, you know I I didn't really get away from 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 doing that sort of thing till about maybe eight years ago that sort of thing I started researching cooking over fire properly and realizing that I was just ruining food basically it is
0: mad to think isn't it just just how we've started with coating our food with lighter fluid essentially
2: yeah and and if you did use that stuff correctly it was it was okay but you know yourself by the time that you that 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 stuff's fit to cook on all of the heat's gone you've got maybe like 40 minutes of cook time left yeah and you know and it's just no good is it It, you know we've come so far a long way since then
1: and you're a bit of a legend on the circuit, I would say, um, from like Instagram. A lot of people talk about going and looking at what you're doing for a bit of inspiration, but also you're out demo cooking as well. So uh, at what stage did you kind of take that next step and go, actually, this is more than a hobby for me?
2: Uh, well, I guess probably two years ago, Brendan and Jay reached out uh, from Lumberjacks. Uh, we did a couple of lives together and had a bit, a bit of banter and that online. From there, that progressed from offering me an ambassadorial role with the company. Um, you know, a few social media posts and using the products and promoting them. Uh, and I, I don't commercially get a lot out of that, you know. Um, I, I do it more to help Bren and Jay because they're a good pair of lads, you know. Uh, and then I uh, did my first demo last year with them down at Sizzle Fest. I was on their stand. So they were selling rubs and I was uh, I was knocking out food. Uh, and then I secured a role with Traeger. I'm still still waiting on my first uh, my first demo with Traeger grills. Um, but yeah, you know, through this season, hopefully, I'll be out in venues, uh, knocking out food in their name.
0: Do you enjoy kind of do you, do you enjoy that uh, demo? Sort of. I suppose you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't enjoy it. But I mean, would do you do you quite like that live element of talking to people whilst you're actually cooking for them, showing them? what can be achieved on a barbecue?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it, it does take me a little bit outside of my com- comfort zone. I'm not very good socially. I don't know if you've noticed, I, I, I struggle for my vocabulary is not the best. So it, it is a quite a challenge for me. Uh, but yeah, I do really enjoy it. The previous sizzle fest, James invited me to do like, um, a five stage cook off against Cornish Carn- carnivore, I you know, Dom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, we got in the SoCal barn together. I did some, uh, some chicken drumsticks and he, I think he did like a Thai curry and uh, you know, he he picked up the microphone and he was waxing lyrical chatting with the people. And uh, I just was sweating bullets and I did knock out some really good food, but the, 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 the interaction and the communication, you know, it wasn't there. So when I decided to take that next step, I thought it's a good way of improving my social confidence, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think it, you're more authentic though, from that point of view and comparing anyone to Dom who can talk the hind legs of a donkey, like um, <laughs> this <that was Canada's laughs> thing is, is it was always difficult, but I think on the point of like the vocabulary, it means that what you say has a lot more weight behind it because you only use just, do, do you understand what I'm saying? You're not going to go on for ages and have a joke. And then, when you do say something, it's going to have that strength behind it to teach people more.
2: But possibly, yeah. You know, Um yeah, like I say, it, putting putting a certain point across and being able not not being able to find the words, but then when I do find them, sometimes it can be quite blunt. People don't want to hear it.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't my, my career. I haven't had to face the public. You know, people have worked in in the public sector and, and in retail and things like that, and hospitality. I've worked in heavy industry all my life and uh, sort of, I call a spade a spade. I've, I've, I've got very, very low filters. So I have to really think about what I say before I say it.
0: I think ultimately though, let the food do the, talk, the talking. Yeah. That's that that's the thing, isn't it? They, that, that's what they, ultimately they want to taste what fantastic creations you can make. And, and showcasing them on some fantastic kits and rubs and sauces. And so that's, that's the, the star, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the food, do the talking and, uh, you know, when they go quiet, you know, you've got it right.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, so I noticed, uh, so you mentioned the Traeger thing is quite new for you. Uh,
2: yeah, I bought the, uh, I bought a Traeger for the missus, uh, not the Christmas just gone, but the Christmas previous, um, she was enjoying coming out in the garden and cooking, uh, but she didn't enjoy the, the aspect of lighting a fire, getting black fingers, loading a grill up with charcoal, cleaning the grills and that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh she was sort of starting to shy away from it again. So uh I I chucked I her fifteen hundred quid into a, a Traeger Ironwood. Um and since then she's been flying. The missus the misses is really, really coming along and uh some of the things she's putting out are epic. She's she's into the baking side of things as well, and she's baking in the barbecue, and and it's really coming along. Um, Trager put an advert out there uh, for people volunteering to be demonstration chefs. I just put my hand in the air. They looked at the socials, and it all blossomed from there. But I think those demonstrations moving forward are pro- probably going to do those together as, as a couple. And uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a you know it just saves ruining a weekend together you know we're out yeah. there we travel to it together we do the food together and hopefully we sell the lifestyle that traeger want to portray and and, and uh that's that that's the that's the goal
0: fantastic i noticed that you also got the well i mean you've got lots of uh wood splits behind you but uh, i noticed that you've got the is it the nomad traeger the
2: oh, i've got the the uh, i recently bought the hammer forge uh not the hammer forge the uh, Hellraiser Hell yeah. no matter we've got that. Um, during the, the Traeger training, uh, they had that at the end of January down at Riverside Garden Center, and they got some really snazzy little fire pits, laser cut on the side, sort of thing. And I was looking for something like that, um, and I just stumbled across it, uh, and got Charles to send us that out. I've also got a hammer forge oh, on sides offset a little mm-hmm. tabletop offset smoker, so uh that's what that's for uh, and I've also got a freestanding pizza oven just one of these dome-shaped things as well so uh, that's where the wood's going to be used
0: brilliant yeah I, I I I knew I saw a Traeger sort of fire pit somewhere somewhere on your socials and then I was getting confused between the that and the, the Hellraiser um <laughs> I noticed as well I saw some a, a post of you also got a Traeger Ranger as well
2: Oh uh, yeah, that was sent as part of the, uh, the the demo kit that they've they've gave us. So uh, uh, I've had a have had a few cooks on that, um, finding out all the nuances and uh, you know. So when I get when I am out there and I am knocking food out the general public, I don't look a complete fool. Do
1: you know what, well, just, that that barbecue has been piquing our interest? We've spoken to a few people <laughs> about it because because of the size of it, it's fantastic for people who do more individual cooks and smaller cooks, which I think. In real life, it's the majority of us? It's not, you know, if you're cooking every day, you're more likely to be cooking for like a family, um, and it just just the fact it's so mobile uh, as well. I mean, what have you been experimenting with on it? Have you had a chance to kind of get to grips? Uh, yeah, I've,
2: I've 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 done like a full spatchcock chicken in there, uh, wings. I did some prawn skewers, uh, some smash burgers. It comes with a cast iron plancher that fits inside there. So you can get it nice and not nice and smash some patties out. And uh, it's a fabulous little thing. Um, it is weighty. It's not as portable as you think, you know, moving it around and stuff like that. I wouldn't want to carry it too far. And obviously it requires power as well. So you're going to need a jackery battery or something. If, you, if you're if you going to go truly off grid, you do need mm-hmm. a 240 volt supply. But it's a fabulous little grill.
0: Yeah, it has been my interest. Uh, I've been... Sort of teeing the idea up with the wife, she 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 clearly knows I don't need another one. But and I had a perfect not, example. Not. I had a perfect example tonight. It was like all I was cooking was one chicken breast. I didn't want to fire up an 8, 8, you know, iron eight eighty 8, five or a fifty seven Weber or whatever. It, you know, for just such a something that's going to take you know ten fifteen minutes and then take twice as long to heat up. So I thought it would be nice just to have something, you know, smaller, more, you know, just suitable for one. So I was again, I was going see if I had a Traeger Ranger or if I, you know, another small portable <laughs> barbecue that would have been perfect if, just for that one chicken breast. <laughs> if, if,
2: if that gets one through the door, buddy, you're, I'm all for it. You go for it, yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
0: So, in regards to uh, obviously. 2023. Then you're going to be out with the Traeger team. Fantastic. Um, Are you going to be doing some more with lumberjacks? Are you going to be? I know that they're going to be at Sizzle Fest again. Obviously, we're you know working with them as well this this season. Are you planning to kind of do some work with them again at some events? Yeah, we're,
2: we're, we're nailed on for Sizzle Fest, uh, and that's that, that's pretty much a given. Um We're looking at Smoke and Fire as well. Uh, I've got to consider what what Traeger throw at me as well, so I can't really commit to it too much. So, uh, but I. Possibly the smoke and fires, and uh, definitely sizzle fest for sure. I'm going to be there.
0: Fantastic. And for you, then you mentioned right at the beginning that you you like to cook kind of all, all types of, of of things on the barbecue. Is is there any any perhaps proteins or anything that stands out for you that you would say is kind of your your forte in terms of barbecue?
2: As you can tell by my build, I'm partial to uh, large portions of food. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, red i'm 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 a red meat fan beef pork um poultry as well i do i do like my chicken uh, i'm not a seafood fan the women the women absolutely love it and uh, i'm really jealous of people that enjoy seafood because it's one of those things when it's prepared well it looks absolutely superb you know few things present better than well cooked seafood um but i just i just don't get on with it i'm not a fan mussels maybe prawns uh, lobster tail that's about me you know, you know um, fish, wet fish and stuff like that. Salmon, I'm not a big fan.
0: I agree with you so much. I I just can't get on with fish either, but the recipes generally look fantastic. And yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, we, we well, I used to work offshore and uh, every Christmas they'd pour thousands into a Boxing Day buffet that was purely seafood. And I used to walk <laughs> past it really jealous of everybody that was just smashing food. And I'm thinking... It looks absolutely epic, but uh, I just, you know, a couple of prawns uh, and bit of Mary Rose sauce, and that was me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't do enough uh, seafood on the barbecue. I think the problem I've got is I really like seafood, but my wife hates it. My daughter hates it. What? What's the point? Yeah, you know? you,
2: you've got the you've got the opp- exactly the opposite problem to me. You know, I did. Um, I did a cedar plank salmon with some some king prawn tails the other night with a new lumberjack's mango rub, and uh, the, the women hoovered it up. And uh, I just sat looking at it, and I had a few chips. That was me.
0: <laughs> and a prawn, a big prawn. <laughs> and so, excuse me, uh, for the... Setups that you've got at the moment. So you've got the shack. Obviously, you've mentioned a couple of barbecues that you're you're cooking on with the Traegers and Hammer Forge, etc. Is it, is there any anything else in in your uh, arsenal that you've 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 got as well?
2: All oh, nice. <laughs> <It's> so, <clean. laughs> so, I've I've got a Camaro Joe Classic 2. That was yeah. that was the first edition, sort of at the just before all the lockdowns and that started. But then this started to snowball into being. My main pastime. Um, got the Classic 2. Uh, I swapped out the old Weber Classic. I had the old thing with the old half-moon catch basket underneath where the ice used to blow everywhere. So I upgraded that to our Master Touch. Uh, I've got a PKTX. Uh, I've got a small theros tabletop, the T1. Um, numerous attachments and a, and, a, and a rotisserie for that. Uh, I've done a, I've done an eight pound turkey in that one Christmas day under my gazebo before the shack was built. It was torrential rain, absolutely pouring. <laughs> uh, managed to keep the lid on the on the gazebo. That didn't blow away and braved it. And I really enjoyed that. That was a superb cook. Uh, and then, yeah, the Hellraiser, the Traeger, the Hammerforge, the Ranger and the Pizza Rubber's. <laughs>
0: So when people watch this on YouTube, they're going to see that you're in your shack and you've got all the wood splits. With all those barbecues that you listed, is your shack about eight foot long, or
2: <laughs> there is there is an extension plan, believe it or not? <laughs> but but the extension's planned for more kit. Um, I've got to I've got to secure the finances. I keep saying I'm going to do it, and then uh, we have a financial setback or something happens. A cop. Get end up with a big bill or something like that and we we can't just justify blowing the the cash on it but hopefully the shack uh, the shack's 10 by 12 I think I'm going to put that out another another 10 foot but I'm only going to half roof it Um, we're going to keep the gazebo so we've got a a sunny area where we can still sit Um, and then there's going to be some new additions some new stuff going into the shack some of the stuff that we've got currently is on its way out as well um, I want to replace the Traeger Ironwood with a new Timberline for the Misses. And yeah, so there's lots of plans. Some of it's a little bit of a part dream, but most of it will come to fruition this year, I think.
0: The Timberlines are something new designs, and they're something special, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I got to see them at the training day. Um, such an epic piece of kit. Having the, uh, the induction arm on the side, and the cooking area but they've made the cooking grates modular as well so like you've got the massive cooking area but everything inside the grill made of stainless steel that fit in a dishwasher so it just takes all of the pain out of cleaning your grill and it's just a really well thought out really well built piece of kit hellishly expensive i'm not going <laughs> to lie to you <laughs> yeah. people, you know people look at things like that and think my lord who's going to spend three thousand six hundred quid on one piece of kit but absolutely just rock solid tank sized grill that you could do virtually everything with and you've got all of the features to set and forget you know people look at triggers and think of them as an easy bay cover. the amount of convenience you get out out of a pellet grill with the wi-fi technology and the keep warm functions and all the wireless connectivity it just makes your life so much easier. People that struggle with fire management should think about spending that extra cash if we want to look as good as uh, most of us do when we're uh, when we're knocking food out
0: mm-hmm. and actually, since you've had the traker have you have you um, found that you're using that more than perhaps say some of the charcoal or the or, or the wood based just purely because of that convenience? No,
2: I wouldn't say it's any easier to use than a Kamado, honestly, for, for, for myself. You know, you can you can set the vents on a Kamado grill, um, get get your temperature rock solid. It's not going to move. Um, for the convenience in, in the winter, because it's under the shack. I mean, my shack goes back to my house, so I don't even have to get wet. If it's pissing it down, I would walk outside. <laughs> you know, I can plug a grill and I've got 240 volt outside. All, all, all my electrics are weatherproof and that. I can plug it in switch it on and go inside and control it from a phone. So from that point of view, it is really good. But with Kamado's undercover, I could pull a Weber inside here as well um, and and move things about. So uh, I'd say sort of in the winter, I do lean on the Traeger a little bit more than I than I would have done. Yeah. Um, but in, in the summer, I, I tend to go towards charcoal charcoal and wood more.
1: I think as well, your point about dishwasher for a lot of people who are first getting into barbecuing it's the cleaning aspect that sometimes puts them off or can put people off kind of firing up um my komado all the grills can go in the dishwasher and it makes a huge difference in regards to time cleaning and everything so it's it's just another plus to try and get people through the door right
2: yeah yeah and and, and like with them putting the thought into it you, you know it just it just goes to show that somebody out there's saying you know you, you, you uh, uh, have you got a, a trader? have you got anything of that sort of size or sort of an iron wood that sort of thing
0: yeah, I mean, like, yeah
2: you know and like all you can do is heat it up and brush it off really or get your get your pressure washer out if you've got a pressure washer and then you've got to blast all of the food crud everywhere and that sort of thing so the, the, the way that the way that they thought it made the grill modular so that they'll fit in there it, it's just again just elevates things and makes things so much easier
0: mm-hmm uh actually uh on that point this week i have just bought a paddling pool so that i can clean my grills (laughs) i can't fit in the dishwasher (laughs) it literally got delivered yesterday and i mean by the time this comes out it'll be months ago but yeah i've i've actually had to buy a a paddling pool so i could clean my grills because i can't fit in my dishwasher
2: yeah yeah um i like my Weber 57 um you know, I'm going to look at getting a stainless replacement because I've got the mild steel. I've got the one with the mild steel chrome plated. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the Vortex a lot and it's burnt, it's burnt the chrome plate in a way. So, uh, um, But it's probably the most challenging thing in the world to clean.
1: Mm.
2: You know, with, with the flexible sides, the pop-up sides where you can add fuel to your fuel baskets and things like that, the way it all moves around and, and like the size of it, you just can't get it in anything to clean. So that, that's perfect solution really. I
0: think I might uh, jump on Amazon when we knock off. I don't blame you. Actually, I had an awful experience. I say awful. I went into my workshop yesterday um, and I can't remember what I was cooking. I can't remember what I was cooking. It was only yesterday. But anyway, I ventured into my workshop where I keep all wood, charcoal, et cetera, et cetera. And where I've got various accessories for the various different barbecues, as I lifted something out to realise I've used something and put it down and it had either a little bit of meat juice or whatever still left in it where i've just thrown it away just for the second forgot about it and oh it was like a furry garden it was horrible, oh. <laughs> just horrible. and i've gone yeah, it's just yeah i'll come back to that i just can't deal with that right now
2: i, I wrote this in the webber the other week uh, and i Took the grate out and I, and I stood there holding it and I, I put it on the the garden table outside uh, and I thought oh, that would be fine there. Obviously it rained and everything and I, I picked it up and put it in after I took the rose of a bit and put everything back and like the stain on the table was just like oh, I'm going no. to go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and sort that out. Like, you know, luckily it's only um, a glass, so uh, yeah. a, a bit a bit of bleach spray and a, a cloth that came up probably.
0: Yeah, the cleaning the cleaning bit is unfortunately not the fun the fun part of uh, barbecue. No, for sure, for sure. But it's therapy. You're
2: outside. You you know, it's uh, definitely sorts your head out. Getting good for your mental health. Getting out in the backyard, bit of oh, fresh yeah. air.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you've been looking or thinking about an outdoor kitchen, then look no further than AOS outdoor kitchens.
1: They are the South's leading outdoor
0: kitchen design and installation specialists. Their extensive showroom is based just outside Bournemouth on the Dorset-Hampshire border and as well as numerous in-store displays also features a live outdoor kitchen where they cook every week on Kamado grills, pizza
1: ovens and all filmed and
0: shown on YouTube.
1: They offer a wealth of knowledge on how to transform your patio into the most incredible outdoor dining area with styles and options to suit every budget. And you can guarantee they will be able to create something perfectly suited to you and your home. They stock and supply everything that you're going to need for outdoor cooking,
0: including barbecues, kamado ovens, pizza ovens, outdoor fridges, and every accessory that you would need to become the ultimate outdoor chef.
1: So if you want to make yourself the envy of your friends and neighbours, get in touch with them today to arrange a consultation and take the first step in transforming your back garden into the most incredible entertainment space. Visit aoskitchens.co.uk
0: So uh, I'd like to sort of jump into barbecue fails. Uh, There's me sort of talking about, you know, uh, what you've said about, you know, leaving stains and me leaving stuff to go mouldy. Um, have you got any stories for us about things that haven't gone so well for you? Gone so well? Um, yeah, I did.
2: Um, I did a, a, a flank roll. I went to the butchers and uh, got a lovely piece of flank steak, and uh, I flayed it out, spread cream cheese and spinach and all, all, all good business on there, some garlic and some citrus and stuff. Rolled it up, tied it, and I, and I thought it looked, it looked absolutely epic, you know. Um, wasn't really sure what to do with it, put it off to one side, a bit of indirect, seared it off, we cut it up, and it was hanging. It was, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so there was there, there was like 15 quids worth of steak and another three or four quids worth of good business that went into it that just turned into a fish and chip takeaway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, <no. laughs> so what had happened then? Was it, was it just too uh, tough?
2: Or w- w- yeah, yeah. I, I just I didn't put enough thought into the, you know, because I'd never cooked flank. Um I didn't put enough thought into the cooking process. I didn't do enough research, I just really underestimated what I was going to do with it, you know. Uh and I've since revisited it and made it a lot better. Um, but yeah, I just I just, you know, and it was it was a couple of years ago, I just wasn't thinking. Mm. Uh, and and also as well um skillet cornbread um do you know um james uh barbecue he's got his youtube
0: channel we, uh we've heard, yeah definitely heard of him um he's got a youtube channel hasn't he as well yeah 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 quite quite a, a guy from northern ireland
2: um he had a, a discord group that i was a part of um we got into doing uh, monthly challenges and uh uh i decided to as part of part of my challenge just to do a a skillet cornbread and it was just one of those going back to every five minutes lifting the lid probing it no it's not ready i'm still getting stuff on my skewer i'm still getting stuff on my skewer yeah that's perfect turned it out (laughs) and it was blacker than the lid on my Weber 57 (laughs) it was absolutely ruined and i'm like oh my life but I rescued it. I got some muffin cases out. I still got some batter left, and I, and I made some muffins. Uh, so I managed to rescue that. But the, the the stuff that came out of the skillet, I think uh, I think I've got to put it put it in the charcoal basket and use it to power the barbecue. It was rancid.
0: <laughs> I, I yeah, I tried that with some bacon once. I tried to do some scones, and they were just. Cremated on the on the bottom, so I ended up just like cutting the bottom, so having like half like basically the top half of a scone. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, a yeah. It's, oh, it's
2: challenging, but um, you look at people like Sue, and they're using upturned baking trays and stuff like that to take a bit of direct heat away from the the bottom of the cook, stuff like that. So again, it's an, it's another thing that I've managed to to solve and circumvent. But it was hilarious because I, I I walked in the kitchen, she says, like, "Oh, that looks lovely." I turned it out to the board. Can't tell you what
0: I said. <laughs> it's <a> family show. <laughs> so, you mentioned that obviously your wife does a lot of cooking on the Traeger uh, and and baking specifically. And obviously, we've just been talking about. Is it something that you do much of yourself in the ba- the baking side of things, or are you more sort of sticking to your proteins and things like that?
2: Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm uh... I'm, I'm more of a carnivore than I am a baker. I, I can't, uh, I haven't got the patience. I, I have done, a, done it a few times. I've, I mean, I've baked a few buns and, and I've tried a focaccia and failed. She made it for catcher tonight. It was absolutely banging, really good. And, and uh, there'll be some pictures on the Instagram if you want to go and have a look. But uh, yeah, no, I'll leave that to the wife. <laughs> Fair enough. Pizzas, that's about it. I, can, I, I, don't, I don't do if I've had
1: pizza. Oh, I'd like to talk to you about that. So, when like doing the dough and stuff, how into it have you got? Because I was trying to do some research, and all of a sudden, when things started talking about hydration, I was like, "This is too far for me at the moment." Like, is is that have you gone that far into looking to doughs and hydration? She she, and she, she has.
2: She's got a little gadget that measures the 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 uh, like the uh, what's the word? See, things struggles. I struggle like the moisture content of the air. in in the kitchen you know what I mean and 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 like she's going down that rabbit hole and getting really serious about it you know you know like ambient temperatures and things like that and the different the different things that she has to do to keep her dough right I'll just prove it in a bowl Mm -hmm. you know put a shower cap over it put it in the fridge overnight and that's me I'm not really that that into and and I, I don't really get no fails and repeats anymore you know from from accidental calzones When i, I used to have a rock box mm-hmm. and uh, a few accidental calzones in that i can tell you <laughs> trying to get them trying to get it trying to get them off the peel and then something's stuck and you pull it out and it's just yeah just leave that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just buy the dough Dan. it's really bad i know but i not, buy it. not
2: not northern dough the, the stuff you get from from those is is acceptable you know you get good results using it but it's just I don't know a bit of it me and a geek I like to understand things and
1: that's, that's me that's exactly me I'm looking at getting a rock box at the end of the month and um so I thought I'd start doing some research maybe go down the rabbit hole of like you know making my own dough do it, taking it seriously because uh you know various cookbooks you have pizza dough recipes but they're never the same as the proper stuff and I just want to elevate the game. But then all of a sudden, when it started talking about hydration, I was like, well, hang on, hang on it. I can barely spell that word. Let, let's take some time. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, I, just, I, I need to watch more, really. Just just
2: start off slow. And uh, the Gosney website's a great resource. You know, they simplify, simplify things quite well. And uh, just start off using their, their simple recipes from there and move on.
1: Hmm.
2: You know, and, and the rock box is a fabulous little piece of kit. but. there's there's three of us in our house and you can only prepare like a really eight eight ten inch pizza a thin a thin crust you know i mean you can cook a pizza in about 90 seconds two minutes that sort of that sort of time scale it's not too bad but i just wanted something where i could get one family size pizza out of it in one go slide it out onto a board and we're done so i I went with a, a, a bigger option
0: what was that bigger option? I think sorry, I misheard when you
2: missed said. Um, it was it. It was something that Aldi had on their website to uh, call uh, their own brand Fire Kings. So uh, it's it's got like a like a sixteen inch opening sort of thing. So you can oh. you, you. There's a there's a good stone base inside there, so it retains its heat quite well, and it's quite a cost effective uh, solution. It was about five hundred quid, I think.
0: That size, that's that's decent.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, dare, I dare, say it's not as well insulated as uh, as some premium brands and stuff like that. But for uh, for what I do, it, it serves a purpose. I'd love something like a Gosney dome, but you know what you're looking at for a dome about like eighteen hundred quid. Uh, uh, I yeah, I think
0: that. so. Like I
2: just, I just, I just can't justify spending that sort of thing for the amount of pizzas and stuff and baking that I would do.
0: Hmm. So what what so for you, um, for, for this year, what what are you kind of looking forward to? You get, uh, uh, I, I suppose, outside of the the demoing, uh, are, are there any kind of events or people that you're hoping to see or things happening in the barbecue community that you'd like to, to get involved in?
2: Uh, I, I'd like to spend more time with Bren and Jay, really. You know, um, we've, we've only done the one event together, this is a fest last year, and uh, you know, we're, we're really are on the same level you know we low standards of a sense of humor you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. but we we just really hit it off the three of us and uh they're, they're a great pair of lads so hopefully smoke and fire will come off and i'll manage to get to them and uh, they do some stuff smaller events and garden centers and retailers and farmers markets so hopefully I'll get to spend a bit more time with those. And obviously there's the Traeger stuff as well. I think that's going to tie up a lot of my time because I do work quite a few weekends of what I do. So uh, I've got to keep an eye on what, what, what I'm doing with the barbecue, um, what I'm doing with work and balancing it with my family life. So
1: That um, segues quite nicely into something I wanted to ask you. So, of course, you've got the partnership with Lumberjacks and they've recently gone through the rebrand and they've had the new rub come out. Um, And the versatility of what they got there is really interesting. And looking through your Instagram page as well, the amount of different types of cooks and flavours you play with, it's really interesting and shows what you can do. So it feels a bit like a match made in heaven, but can you talk us through kind of the different ways that you use the rubs and what people can get out of them?
2: Yeah, um, you know, what they'll generally do when they're they're playing with a new flavour is they'll pinch the rub at me. And, you know, ask me what I think. Um, But like, you know, you've got a little bit of spicy and heat with the buffalo. Their hot buffalo rub is my go-to for most things. It's absolutely superb. You know, um, quick wings, dollop of olive oil, generous shake in a a freezer bag, in a a kilo of wings, shake it up. Really, really simple. With a hot sauce as as a glaze, set it on best wings in my opinion that I can do really really superb really easy uh, but then you've got this the citrus that's with the new mango rub um, mm-hmm. I did it, I did the I did the seafood stuff I've done a bit of chicken with that um, and the man, the the difference the the contrasting flavor with the mango rub and the mango sauce people would think going double mango that really wouldn't work but it does you know the the the, the mango rub is quite is quite a citrusy hit you know, sure powder. I think the base of that is amshaw powder. Uh, that that's quite sharp. Couple that with the sweet and spiciness of the of the sauce, um, and, and for me that really works. Then you've got the T-bone. You know, practically any, any, anything with beef. You know, you could. You're not just limited to smash burgers and steaks. Get it in a cottage pie. Get it in a bolognese, That sort of thing. Get it in a chili. It really, really does get underneath like any brief that you're browning off and 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 just give a bit of an umami kick and you've got all of the other stuff that's in there, the dried onions, you know. And then moving on to the spicy side of things, you've got the Tai Chang Mei, so like in green curries and stuff like that. Before you cook your meat off, give it a coat of that. and It just gives you another level there. You've got the Moroccan Um, That makes like a really, really wicked chicken swarmer. There's some buttermilk or some yogurt, healthy shake of that, package them up, get them on the spit, rotisserie them off. Uh, and like the, the, the wife and the kids go mad at me for that all the time. That's that, that goes down really well. And uh, then you've got the other stuff like the tempero, you've got the tandoori masala, um, could be moved, uh, used pretty much in the same way. You know, there's so many different things in that range, um, that you'd you don't really have to look anywhere else. I mean, I do use other products and stuff like that, you know, and I, I'm quite open with Ben and Jay about what I do with the other things. And obviously I've got a work partnership with Traeger, so I do use their rubs and stuff like that. But for, for what the lads do, you don't really have to look elsewhere for too much because the the, the, the range that they do is that varied. It, it just suits all needs. It's a really good set and a, 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 a range of rubs and sauces. It's just superb.
0: I think that, again, leads us quite nicely into our, uh, A, there are uh, Barbecue Bingo partners uh, for for Season 5, but we'd love to set you a Barbecue Bingo challenge, uh, Pete, and and see what you can cook for us. Barbecue Bingo is brought to you by Lumberjack Food Company, your ticket to Flavortown. So if I share my screen, you're going to see our high-tech wheel that we've spent millions of pounds on. And... (laughs) I've got, I've got that app.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> don't tell her, Don't don't tell him our secret.
1: It's custom made. <laughs> it's not like if you're watching, you can't you can't see the name of the website or anything on there. Yeah, but... exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so we've got a whole list of uh, list of ingredients, and um, as we mentioned to you earlier before we started recording, a lot of these have been uh, left by previous guests, and um, the only thing that's on there. Um, it's called my signature dish, which would, be, which would be your signature dish. So, if it lands on that, we'd like to, you to cook what you're best known for. What would you say that is?
2: My signature dish. It's difficult, really. I don't really, I don't really go back to one thing that often, really. If, I'd say if if I do something too much, it's probably wings. So should we have very, wings, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not very exciting, I know. Not very original, but I do, I, I do wings a lot.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so I'll give it a spin. What whilst it's spinning, uh, we'd like you to then think of an ingredient that you could leave for for the next guests, uh, please. So let's give it a go. What's is going to be? That. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mango, other rubs, and se-
2: other rubs and seasonings are
0: available. Yes.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, that couldn't have sounded like more of a
0: fix than uh, than if we tried, right? I tell Luckily, you it's all on video, right? <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I will do a mean mango
2: chili chicken, um, uh, a curry dish. So uh, I'll I'll steer away from using the rub, and I'll do that.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Okay, and and what would you like to leave for the next guest? Are you going to be really nice and leave a nice ingredient, or are you going to do something to to stitch people up?
2: I'm not, I'm not, oh, I've already. What I what I had in my mind, I've just seen is already there. I was going to say octopus because it's something that I would eat but looks absolutely epic. Things with tentacles when they cook look beautiful. Uh, so that's that out there. and so what we've got there.
0: Yeah. So, other some other things that we've got: beef tongue, artichoke, duck, I mean, Sichuan yeah. pepper, Polish smoked That's sausage,
2: goat, fillet yeah. steak, artichoke. So uh, we've, had, we've had a few bits. I'm like. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Andewheel sausage.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Go with yeah. what? Sorry. Andewheel a- sausage. sausage. Yeah.
0: Uh, how do you spell that?
2: <laughs> Hopefully, you've got a spe- spell check. Is a n d u i l e
1: i think, oh, n d u j a. No, that's do you oh, that's what happens when you Google something and it
0: corrects you. I tell you what, I'm gonna put it there and then I'll go, I'll Google out and spell it later. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right well yeah I can't believe that mango of all things but uh, mango mango chicken curry sounds amazing.
2: Yeah yeah and uh, like I say we'll we'll steer away from the we we spent maybe 15 minutes talking about it, mango and mango rum and a ch- uh, mango chili sauce so I'll uh, I'll step outside of that and do something different.
0: And would you so would you normally use fresh a fresh mango for, for, for Yeah
2: for sure yeah. sure for sure yeah.
0: Fresh mango, um, mango
2: chutney, um, good on the British Indian restaurant style of, of, of cooking it, a base gravy, partly cooked chicken um, and a wok, that sort of thing.
0: Brilliant. So is there, is there anything else that we haven't sort of spoken about yet in regards to the to barbecuing in general or the community or events or anything like that that you'd like to kind of chat about?
2: Uh. Not really, you know, we, we, we've had a really good chat and I've really enjoyed it, you know, and it's good, to, it's good to put faces to the names. And uh, if you are going to go Sizzle Fest, obviously we will get to meet and uh, yes. we can have a bit of a face to face and a beer and a, and a, a good
1: laugh. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely well you might actually see us uh because again we've been speaking with brendan and Jaden um about potential meeting up with them at smoke and fire or or, or 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 another event anyway so if you're going to be at some of those we, we may meet you sooner but yeah sizzle fest definitely
2: yeah. yeah brilliant i, like, I can't wait It'd be good fun
0: <laughs> well i suppose final thing then is for you to just shamelessly plug yourself tell people where they can find you and uh Give give you know, give him your Instagram handles, all that type of stuff, please.
2: Yeah, just find me on Instagram uh, at Pis at Pitmaster Pedro. Uh, same same Twitter handle. Um, swing by, take a look, give us a follow. You know, ask me a question. Let me know what you like to see. Let me let me know what you don't like. You know, and uh, I'm always interested uh, in debate and, and styles of cooking and things like that. And uh, it'll be good to
0: meet you. Perfect. Well, well it's yeah, been cut,
1: absolutely.
0: you oh, go on. Sorry, you, Dad. This saying, uh, is this is why we do it. We we record it so that we stop cutting each other. We can cut this bit out. But go on, Dad. You go.
1: has <laughs> uh, been uh, just. It's been great speaking to you. um I, I've sampled some of your food last year, and it was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to it again. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Really.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. You know, uh, spreading the word, spreading the love, barbecue message. It's uh, it's all good. Great. Right.
0: Well, right. Thanks very much for coming on, Pete.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you, guys. Cheers, thank you.
0: Cheers, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, 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 bye. That's it for another episode of the Meet and Greet Barbecue Podcast. Thanks so much to Pete for coming onto the show and talking about his journey, um, his new partnerships with Traeger and and Lumberjacks, and just really what gets him going in, in terms of barbecue. As ever, we want to hear from you. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about on the podcast. Um, get, get in contact through the usual channels at Meet and Greet Barbecue Podcast uh, through social website com, uh, and until next time keep on grilling
1: today's episode of the meet and greet barbecue podcast is brought to you by aos outdoor kitchens they are the south's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists